Welcome to the I Love Music podcast. My name is Jen Fedor. I started the I Love Music podcast to inspire people who love music, encourage people who work within the industry, and to hear each person's unique story. For this episode, I interviewed Ryan Katner and Nick Thorburn from Mr. Heavenly. I laughed a lot through this episode since these two guys are pretty great jokesters. One of my favorite parts of the interview was finding out their love of film since all three of us went to film school at one point in life. If you haven't yet, check out their album, Boxing the Moonlight, on Polyvinyl Records. They have some California dates coming up, February 22nd in San Francisco, February 23rd in Visalia, and February 24th at the Lodge Room here in Highland Park in LA. For all the details, check out MrHeavenlyBand.com. And Ryan's project, Honus Honus, has a show on Valentine's Eve in LA at the Hi-Hat on February 13th. There's a lot of great things coming up for these two. Let's get into Ryan and Nick's interview. So how did you guys form Mr. Heavenly? Yeah, Nick. How did it come? Very carefully. (laughs) Uh, We were pals, fans of each other's, and we just had the notion that we should collab, Um, see what it would sound like, you know, sugar and spice and everything nice, Um, sweet and sour, sweet and salty. Who's sweet and who's salty, though? (laughs) I think we're both salty. (laughs) I have a little bit of sweet in me, though, but it's definitely, I got that Maldon salt flake sprinkled on top, that chocolate center. You're, you're speaking very sexily. Can't, can't help it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I talk about us and how we met, it's just my, my go-to uh, sexy voice. Yeah. Oh, brother. <laughs> what was the recording process like for Boxing the Moonlight? How do you guys write songs together do you write songs together or what's that well, first um there's a mountain of cocaine okay <laughs> technically it's a hill um okay. it's not a mountain it would not be classified as a mountain it's a small a hill anyway, you know? yeah yeah it's a, it's a it's a mogul some like like a skiing i feel <laughs> like a fucking mogul afterward done with that hill yeah yeah it's a mound it's a mound to be perfectly frank and it's it's funny actually for the amount for the moguls of cocaine that we did uh the songs are a lot slower on the record you th- you think they'd be way faster no i think it's kind of like when you film something at you're like oh we're shooting this fast motion thing you actually shoot less frames per second so i think our brains were going at less brain or at more frames per second and so we ended up making something slower when you're speedy and you're making a record you think it sounds fast then you listen back sober and you're like that sounds super slow it was us who was speedy not the music oh yeah and classic blunder yeah we we actually weren't planning on doing any cocaine you know it's funny that we did so much of it but it was we were trying to channel some of that 70s uh what was it nick actually kind of well, wow! The Wowie box is the it was our our talisman. It's this it's this mythical tale about L.A. an unnamed L.A. rock band in the seventies. Um, well, I won't name them here. I don't want to out them, but um, the statute of limitations still applies, I think. But they had a deal with their label. They had a five. They had a big budget for the record. They were a huge band, top of the top of the pops, and they had this um, contract or the stipulation in their contract, they needed 
an Italian effects pedal that there was only two in existence, I think, and it was called a Wowie Box. Okay. And it was like a five hundred thousand dollar effect effects pedal or processing okay. shit, and that was their code for their Coke budget. So it was okay. the, the, the line item said Wowie Box. Um, so we were originally going to call the album Wowie Box and just try to channel that seventies kind of decadent. Mm-hmm. Um, elegance uh, or, or inelegance in uh, rock music um, excess. And, you know, rock music's dead. It's so boring. I'm so fucking bored of rock music. I was like, well, why don't we make, why don't we just dig in our heels into boring, the boring side of rock music and like actually make it kind of fun and trashy again? So that was the idea. What types of music influenced you both growing up? Um,. I actually didn't. Uh, I didn't listen to too much music growing up. No. I was I was a military brat. Oh, okay. So I were you moving around a lot or moving around a lot, living overseas a lot. So like marching bands and stuff, like drumline. No, shit. not even. I wish. I mean, so I feel like in my formative younger years, I wasn't around popular music. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. It, it, so, so then, so what? for example, my first record that I really liked was the La Bamba soundtrack. Okay. I, I went to see La Bamba with my mom in Germany. Okay. La Bamba and, with my mamba. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she bought me the CD, and that was the first CD I owned. But then I, the first cassettes I owned were Fat Boys, the Disorderly soundtrack. Okay. Okay. You were a soundtrack guy. I guess like, I was. It was you and it, you back channeled. You went to. To music through movies. Yeah, which kind of informs how I write songs. So. There you go. Very cinematic uh, yeah. sensibility. I would say mine was like Fleetwood Mac, which... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that... I don't know. It's a little hint for those who are listening at home. Maybe that's who I was talking about earlier. Uh, Fleetwood Mac, um, Billy Joel, Bruce Springsteen, Paul Simon... Um, Leonard Cohen, Jennifer Warren singing Leonard Cohen, famous blue raincoat. Those were kind of the records that my, the tapes that my parents had. And so we would listen to that. Those kind of records on, or tapes on repeat in the car. Okay. Graceland, uh, Tunnel of Love, and, you know, rumors and stuff. Yeah. 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 I remember my dad, when we lived in South Carolina, used to blast like Zeppelin and stuff like that super loud to the point where my parents would have fights and, I think my mom would leave the house, or my dad would, and that's when I really discovered Whoa. the uh, the power of music. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. What power it holds? <laughs> yeah, a marital strife. Yeah, my t- my parents listen to real soft shit, so I guess yeah. that's why I write. I'm kind of soft. I'm kind of soft sometimes. My inclinations in songwriting they tend to go kind of soft. Yeah, I guess I grew up around a lot of classic rock and classical music actually my dad would play a lot of classical music what was the first concert you ever went to if you weren't on my own volition yeah oh we were living in alabama and i saw the rolling stones okay yeah i think it was the first time i smoked weed but i, I didn't know how to inhale so i feel like i was just pretending to be super stoned your first concert was the rolling stones that I that's pretty amazing that i like bought a ticket and drove somewhere to go Ryan is 68 years old, too. I don't know if we, if we don't know at home. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah they, were, they were old then. And they're old now. 
Mine yeah. was Lollapalooza 1994. Okay. I was 12. Do the math. Uh, so I got to see Tribe Called Quest, oh. George, Clinton, uh, Beastie Boys, Smashing Pumpkins. Didn't Kate play that one? No, that was, I think, the... the uh, no, maybe he did. Or the Boredoms. Uh, the Boredoms were not in Vancouver. Um, Green Day did the West Coast run. So Green Day were, hadn't broken yet. I think Dookie had come out, but they hadn't really like popped off. So they were first up on the main stage. And squirted out. But they were staying at the hotel wow. I was at, which was a Super 8. Green Day was? Um, we were parked next to them in their van, and it was really... I was like, just seeing them by the van, I was like, that's a rock band. I was 12, and I was like... That's a rock band, and they're staying at the same hotel. That's nuts. And it was nuts. They were at a Super 8 in, like, wherever the fuck we were, but Cloverdale or something. Um, anyway, that was cool. Those are two really good <laughs> first concerts. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty yeah. it's a big, those are big ones. I saw, I saw War play, like, in, on... Because like I went to high school in Montgomery, Alabama. Okay. And, You've really been all... And I remember yeah. they, they, they would have this festival every summer. And I remember seeing like B.B. Yeah. King and War. War? Yeah, I guess... Like you, Eric Burden? No, like Lore, like Lowrider? Yeah, War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric Burden. It was pretty amazing. Nice. Wait. I think for me, my first uh, concert was seeing Barbara Mandrell at like the county fair. Or something okay. like that with my mom. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I think she's a soft... Like, country, okay. like, right. I think, yeah. When did you decide, like, yeah, I want to be a musician, or can you pinpoint, like, when you had the moment of, like... Still haven't decided. <laughs> Trapped. <laughs> Nick? When I decided what? When you, when you were going to be a musician. Was there a moment where you oh, were, like... There was two moments. I mean, there was a moment when... I decided and wasn't one probably for a few years but as soon as you decide yeah th there's a mystical aspect to music and being a musician that I think it's all an illusion I mean you can be anyone can be a musician there's no on the level that I'm operating at I mean it's pop or rock whatever it's a western modal it's like easy mm -hmm. to do you know it took I was 16 and I was like I like music and my friends were all in punk bands so I was like, I want to do that too. I didn't know how to play guitar, but a friend showed me two chords. Yeah. Boom. Two I feel, chords. I feel like we're more songwriters. We're probably the more songwriting. I mean, we're both musicians, but I feel like our strength is in the songwriting side of it. Right. As opposed to the music, the technical yeah. skill. I don't know. I mean, that's not a put down. It's just... No. No, no I, mean, I mean, yeah. I know a lot of shredders who can't write a song to save their lives. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, Yeah. I didn't start playing music till after college. Okay. And then my first band became the band. That That's I unusual. Yeah, my first band was Man Man. And okay. I met, I met him. I put out my first record, I guess the same year you put out your first record. And we had the same publicist. And mm -hmm. that's how we first met. Cool. He was like, oh, you should know this guy. I think you guys would get along. I was like, that guy? <laughs> He's Canadian. No way. True. <laughs> I am. Um, both of you guys have like different creative outlets. Nick, you've started, you've been directing for a while. Not, yes, I, I'm, uh, I'm like, dabbling. Yeah. It's still a lot of, um, 
it's still a lot of like prospecting i'm i, I th there's there's projects in the works but uh yeah that's and ryan is a filmmaker too we both went to school for film oh you did yeah, yeah. oh wow i didn't know that I went for screenwriting film oh cool yeah. i love that that's awesome yeah yeah so we are failed filmmakers <laughs> Well, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we're not started no. yet. Yeah. But you, you music supervise. Yeah, yeah. On different shows. Yeah, that's that's been interesting. It's to be on the other side of it now. Yeah. Real eye opening. What What's that like? Um, what's What's like? It's fun to be able to uh, to be able to curate a vibe for a show and also be able to expose people to music they otherwise wouldn't, you know, ever come across. Yeah. And also help your friends out. Yeah. What does like a typical day look like for you doing like mu music supervision for people that are like, oh, maybe I want to get into that or... I'm like crying in the shower for the first hour of the day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's, yeah. it's music supervision is a lot of detective work. Mm -hmm. Like trying to track down that guy who is in his 90s living in the desert now who put out a seven inch on this little imprint in the 1950s. Yeah. So it's interesting in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's fun. I don't know. I, I, I think that's great. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a really fun thing to fall into. For making excuses, how did that creative, how did that come together? How did that concept mm. for the music video? Oh, the video. Yeah, the music video with the robots and the dancing. Right. Uh, I directed that alongside my friend Jason Tippett. Um, He's on all the dating apps. You should find him. <laughs> Jason Tippett? Yeah. Is he on all of them? I think so. God bless him. He's a he's a handsome man. He, he's when he finds the right woman, he's yeah, they're in he's for a tree. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. He's <laughs> a very sweet. <laughs> he's a catch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> talented, talented man. Um, we directed that video. Uh, I don't remember. We were just kind of batting ideas around and trying mm -hmm. to do something that was playful and fun and sweet. It we really it was more charming than I intended. It was really it's really like very g-rated and cute um but, but it's not cloying no 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 it's it's like it's like yeah it's it's fine it's great john daly is a robot and he's so funny and angela trimber is a robot and she's so funny and <laughs> and then Tony's great. yeah and then the ki the kids quote unquote who are actually adults but are kind of small they're really cute, and yeah, it was just like, how do we make this little sweet love story? I guess I don't know. And to go on record, <laughs> yeah, that, I think that course is one of my favorite courses that Nick's ever written. Oh shucks! I love that course. Thanks. Hard it, to sing. It's a good. Very hard to sing. It's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. No, so so Joe, who's not here. Yeah. His son. Wilson. We are contractually obligated to mention him yeah. three times in the interview. His son, his son Wilson, uh, is really into mountain goats right now. The the, the animal. The, the, the animal, man. not the man. Okay. Uh, although I, I think he read John's book. Uh, so he's three years old, Wilson, and he's really into mountain goats. So I've just been sending him mountain goats. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really sweet of you. So I think he named this one today Coco, Cuckoo, and he has. Hoo hoo and ha ha, and then I don't know. The other one. He's got a knack for naming. Things. <laughs> yeah. We should get him to name our next, either our next chocolate milk hoo -hoo, beverage. Ha -ha, <laughs> there it is. That's it. That's our al next album, our final album. We'll have a mountain of ketamine. 
a mountain goat. A <laughs> mountain goat filled with ketamine. <laughs> Slit its stomach open. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Um, so, what have been um, some challenges uh, working with music and music that you've faced along the way? Rock's dead, man. I think the most important thing, and this sounds like, just sounds so wishy-washy, but it's true. Uh, if you're making music and playing in bands, just do it because you love it, not because you can ever expect a livelihood from it. Yeah. We've been fortunate. Easy enough. for you to say. How come you get like a livelihood and Joe Schmo he wants to? Greedy bastard. I know. That's why. Uh, yeah. Only Ryan is allowed a livelihood. If you're listening out there, don't fucking expect to gain. It's just. A livelihood. It's just a lot of hustle. I don't know. Yeah. You just constantly have to be hustled. Yep. Hustling and uh, kind of reconfiguring to make, you know, to keep making records. We are hustlers. That's why we live here in Hustletown. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. LA is. I feel, I feel like that's why Nick and I get along is that we, we just, we're interested in doing a lot of other creative endeavors aside mm -hmm. from just playing music. And it all feeds into each other. Yeah. You know? But there are challenges, you know, like anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like Ryan said, you can't you can't really go in expecting too much. The baseline you should be you should be enjoying yourself. Otherwise, you're never gonna be happy. Yeah. You're just gonna expand um, whatever state that you're already currently in. So just try to have fun out there, kids. What like keeps you going creating music? Or just creating in general? Oof. I'm the worst person to ask about this right now. Why? Um, Aren't you making a new record? Yeah, working on it? Um, Pre-production? I think it's just you either... And I, I feel like this feeds into whether... Like playing music is... You either have that drive to do it or you don't. Yeah. And as frustrating as it can be trying to create stuff... And ultimately you're just making songs, but... You have to push through that frustration. And if it's not fun anymore and you don't have that burning desire to create something, then don't. Mm. You know? Okay, I won't. I've hit walls where I haven't wanted to um, continue with music, but I think that just means I need to be challenged. I'm kind of bored. I've hit yeah. like a, a ceiling. And I think it's important as a musician especially on the writer side like ryan said we're, we're mostly focused on the songwriting thing you need you need inspiration and you need influences you need to kind of expand your field of view with with music and the kind of music you want to make so i i find taking breaks from it is good and i also find like just like trying to expand your palette a little bit like okay i've kind of i'm in a rut with my style of writing i need something yeah. new i'm playing the same thing i'm like I feel like I'm going in circles. I'm repeating myself. I think it's really important to um, to step outside of that uh, framework and either listen to something else, start be passive for a bit, start listening to stuff, mm -hmm. get inspired. Um, when I first started, it was all about just being excited about listening to cool records and finding cool records, old old like high life African, you know, sukus like pop West Coast. African stuff, yeah, and um, and like Brian Eno and and uh, Sparks and all this stuff, and like 
the 13 years ago or whatever and that was like what was really like oh i want to yeah try to put this all together in a pot and stir it up you you got to go to africa a couple of years was or maybe that was a while I ago did. it was five years ago what was what was that experience like like for you <clears throat> um it was amazing i mean i'd never been to africa it was malawi was the country okay um i had no expectations um we went with an organization that was doing a, like a music school with local um, musicians teaching in cool. schools and in rural communities in a rural community in Malawi, uh, and we were kind of a guest, like the the like when you go to a high school yeah. when you're in high school yeah. and you like got to go to the auditorium <laughs> to see some dopey acapella group or something. That was us, except it wasn't an auditorium. It was like you know, it was it was. It was much less yeah. ornate than an auditorium. Yeah, uh, it was incredible. We met the most incredible kids who were such so innately musical. It was mm -hmm. it was mind blowing. There was one kid that was his name was Marvelous, and he was marvelous. He was like a superstar. I was like, if Damon Alburn saw this kid, he would turn him into a, a fucking star. It was crazy. Yeah. I was. Yeah, I was like, how do I get this? How do I, how do I, how do I exploit this? Bring this back to. <laughs> of course, my instincts are just to uh, is cultural appropriation, cultural appropriation, exploitation. That's where I go. But no, I just like the world needs to hear this kid. He is the yeah. most charming, magical person. Um, anyway, so it's complicated, and um, yeah, uh, going to Africa as a as a whitey from North America. A rich ostensibly you know from a rich country a privileged yeah. person it was it was complicated and there was lots of emotions and um, feelings about being there and, and yeah. um, intruding but just bearing witness to the, the 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 world the musical language that is is there was very inspiring. I mean yeah it has like its own soul I've, I've been to yeah. Africa a few times cool. so where'd you go um I've been to Rwanda I've been to yeah. South Africa uh, Swaziland, Botswana. So you haven't really been <laughs> that many places. <laughs> but yeah. Wow. So cool. Yeah. Music it's, is yeah. just like, whoa. Yep. Uh, I, I guess, hmm, how do I follow Marvelous? <laughs> Trust me, you don't. There's, yeah. I, there's, there's video I could show you. It's, you can't follow it. Yeah. You can't follow this kid. I would, I would, I guess, I would say with playing music, also to to go off on what was saying was, uh, just putting the time to. Yeah. It's it's really perspiration, you know. Yeah. Like I have a writing space I go to, you know, mm -hmm. six to eight hours a day, and usually I don't. It's mostly just banging my head on the piano. Yeah, it's they say it's ninety nine percent perspiration, one percent expiration. So you die at the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> you sweat your balls off, or you're. <laughs> whatever's and then you die that's yeah. how it goes how did how, gandhi said that since you didn't really listen to a ton of music growing up how did you decide like how did you learn how to write a song like what what was that like for you that was strange i mean yeah i think it was also when you're young you don't you don't okay, really you put that oh fuck sorry <laughs> okay. I like, hey, you know when you're young you don't really care if you don't know what you're doing necessarily yeah. so a lot of it was just yeah 
you know, just brashness. Because I didn't know how to write songs, but I figured, why? I mean, why should that mean I can't at least try and write my own version of the songs? Yeah. And I, I didn't even know how to play piano until I started playing music. And I just bought a keyboard and just started hammering on it. That's and, yeah, yeah. It's, it's that's really, awesome. Yeah, I got lucky. And then you broke it because you hammered it. To yeah, the I know, I know, I know. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> it, it informed how I write songs, which uh, aren't the most popular songs, but I like them. Yeah. You have some good. You have some great songs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have some really good songs. Um, why do you guys love music? I ask this to all my guests since it's called the I Love Music uh, Podcast. Like it. Why do I love music? Um, well, it—that's a big question. That it's—it's kind of hard to answer in, in a succinct way. But I think music has a has a power um, to alter your emotions, and I think that's a, that's why we—that's <clears throat> probably partially why we listen to it to feel sad when we want to, or to feel happy when we want to stop feeling sad, or or to to dance. Or I mean, it has a lot of um, powers over us, so, I don't know, it, it's, I mean, music saved my life, I, I can, last night a DJ saved yeah. my life, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I was, it's like, true, I, a DJ literally saved his life, and that's, he's not kidding, last night a DJ saved his life, yeah, go ahead, no, no, <laughs> no, no <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, a serious story, go on, no, you should tell, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I think that's enough, I, I was, no, I was, no, 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 no. I was crazy in my early 20s and I stumbled across playing music and it saved my life. And uh, yeah. I know it sounds corny, but it's true. No, that's I, huge. Like I had an outlet. I was able to like pour all this stuff into it. And yeah. I was, you know, really fortunate that other people got into the music, you know. It doesn't happen for everyone. And uh, yeah. And if I didn't find music, I'd probably, uh, I don't know. Probably, Better in I, jail. I would be dead. Wow. I'm glad you're not dead. Yeah, and sitting on my couch. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, thank God. Yeah. It, it's been interesting. It's been, you know, I felt like music made me sane for a while, and then it drove me insane. Yeah. And then I came out the other end, and you know, here I am talking about another Mr. Eckley record. Ba boom. I'd be better off without music. I probably would be too. <laughs> <laughs> better off dead. <laughs> Great movie. Yeah. So, what projects are awesome. you guys working on now? You can take this one first. Um, burr, 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 burr. I'm a, well. I'm doing stuff. I don't like to talk about stuff that isn't out yet because yeah, um, it. yeah. Just I just don't like to. I don't. I don't know if it's jinxing it or if it's just um, kind of lets the air out of the balloon or whatever. So I, I I'm working on lots of different things and. Cool. Um, they're all very exciting, and if they all come together, I will be very happy. Um, <clears throat> there are still some musical things. We've got some shows lined up next e month. Well, or this month. I mean, this month. This month yeah, now. <laughs> when does this first. air? Uh, I hope to have it out like next week. Oh, cool. Oh, so. Nice. So we've got a show, shows in Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Visalia, February twenty second, twenty third, and twenty fourth. Not in that order. I mean, the dates are in that order, but the shows, <clears throat> the towns are not. Um, so that's really good. That's the next thing we're doing. And mm -hmm. I'm working on some other little music things for fun, mostly um, for personal pleasure. Cool. Um, and a book and just some other little uh, things that are that are in the works. Yeah. The book's cool. 
September, my, I have a book coming out. So it's a graphic novel. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah, it's called Penguins. Check it out. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, September. Oh my gosh, that's so great. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, I got hired to work on a musical. I won't go into too much detail. This Ryan Songs for a musical. Sweet. Uh, which is odd because I never, I don't know, I never really, I wasn't a musical person, but yeah. I am. Like into musical, like into. I wasn't really into musical yeah. necessarily, but I, like, I guess yeah. I do write theatrical type songs. Yeah. So it's been it's been fun. I, I mean, I, I tend to say yes to most anything, just yeah. to try at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like fake it till you make it. Uh huh. Um, working on another record. For have, which project? Um, for a, a band of mine. Okay. Yeah. Which band? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Wait, oh, what is that? Not, mean? Well, not Mr. Heavenly yet, but we have to write another record at some point. Um, by law, we have to. Yeah. Oh, wait, what do you mean? Why can't you say what band? I don't know. Yeah, I'm just working on another record. Okay. We're working on some songs. So, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and you'll be singing. I'll be singing. Playing uh, piano? Playing keyboards, yeah. Uh, and then Honus Honus has a show. Or, yeah, um, yeah, we're playing a show on the 13th of February. Yep. The high Maybe this will be out. We'll it'll be, be it'll be up before that. Right. I will make it. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll I will edit. Trying to play a, lo a lot of new material, mostly new material. Hopefully, that'll be on a not Honus Honus record. Okay. Um, and we have a music video coming out on uh, Valentine's, on Valentine's Day. Day. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. That For Ryan, what song? That Ryan directed. I directed it with my friend Caprice. Oh, awesome. For Crazy Love, it seems fitting for Valentine's. Awesome. Oh, yeah. man. So, I didn't know you directed, too. So that's that's cool. Double threat. Triple I mean, threat. Like, Joe Plummer is yeah. very talented. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. So. All the film stuff. That was going on. Dude, working on stuff. Uh, yeah. Writing. Grind, nose to the grind. Just grinding. Grinding. Grinding, grinding, hustling. <laughs> that's the next yeah. That's the next down title. <laughs> grinding, grinding, hustling, hoo ha, hoo hoo, and co coo coo coo. I need an editor, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll come see us play. Uh, we're playing the Lodge on the twenty fourth. We're playing Vasalia on the twenty third. Lodge room in Highland Park. Yeah, twenty third in Vasalia, the cellar door. Door, and the twenty second with uh, some buddies with Nick's. Why? Why? Nice. At the Fillmore. Cool. Eat an apple. Yeah, they give you apples at the Fillmore. Green apples. Do they? Yeah, yeah, there's a big bowl of them. I think it goes back to the 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I haven't played there since. Acid. I played there with Fiery Furnaces. Whoa, forever ago. What? Yeah. Yeah, a long time ago. Well, thanks, guys, for being on the show today. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Any, anything else you want to add or any other tips for bands out there? <sighs> Don't make records on cocaine. <laughs> yeah, they sound slow. They sound really slow. Thanks again to Ryan and Nick for being on the podcast and the bang-ups for the theme music. This has been the I Love Music Podcast with Jen Fedor.